I want to become someone who can proudly stand shoulder to shoulder with you. I never knew I had such heat inside. Don't make me say stuff like that. I like you. Don't go. My name is Nostalgia. Joining me is As Told by Zoe. What's good, my guy? Hello. Hey, uh, I don't even know how to start this episode because I already know off rip it's going to be long as fuck. This, Do you want to introduce what we're doing today? I have been excited for this episode. I've been excited for this for a few months now. I came up with the name. Well, came up. I kind of stole it from Super Mega, but I put, you know, Yunk and Twist. I put my own little spin on it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Big Zoe's Big Bang Bazinga Video Game Bonanza 2022. <laughs> oh, boy. So as you can see, I'm not usually the one. I'm not the one usually leading the podcast today. Uh, this episode, it is going to be led primarily by Zoe. Who has played a whopping what fifty video games this 50 year? Fifty plus, fifty to fifty-five video games. Jesus Christ! At the beginning of the year, uh, I I thought to write down every single video game I played in my phone, make a list, and to see how many video games I can play in a year, because I felt like this is the last year that I can do that. Makes sense. Um, so I, ma- I made a tier list. And uh, these co- these comprise of... This list comprises of PS5, Nintendo Switch, and PC games. Okay. Uh, it's about 50 to 55 games. Uh, most of them I played for the first time this year. There are a few that, like, I kind of put in there to make the list a little bigger. Like, oh, I you know, Smash. I've been playing for years, but I did. Yeah. I did play it this year. It's, it counts. <laughs> so it still counts as I'll, I'll put on the tier list. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Um, are we gonna get into it, or is there anything you want to talk about real quick? Considering um, gaming. I know. I mean, obviously, I didn't really take too many notes because I was at work and doing other stuff. But I know the game awards had dropped or whatever. Um, a lot of cool shit that cool I'm excited releases. for. Yeah, a lot of cool releases. A lot of lot of new stuff going on um i'm excited for some of the new stuff that's coming out for real um just like i remember uh if uh i saw it was funny so i know you talk about forespoken right and like they had a little more gameplay and stuff in there i watched um who's stream jay like my, my mutuals jay okay. he's like streaming now i watched him play the the demo and I was I popped in there for a little bit. I watched him play a demo. It was uh it was cool. I think I I I think it's gonna be one of those games that's like pretty enjoyable. Definitely one of those like great atmosphere, great combat, terrible dialogue game. <laughs> I think it's gonna be one of those. Yeah. But uh but yeah, I think it, I'm I'm excited for it. Uh I have never tried a Soulsborne game. Well, I've I played two Souls like games this year, but I've never played a game from from software yeah. but that armored core 
reveal trailer was fucking sick. Yeah, it looks cool. And it's like it's been like a what, like almost five years since the last one came out. Uh, or something like I that? think ten years since five. Wow. Maybe there was like a spinoff in between, but since Armor Core Five, it's been like since twenty twelve. Yeah. So um, I'm hyped for that. Hades two looks cool. I gotta play Hades one. Bruh, that is like like for I'm not you know as big into video games as Zoe is. I I play a maximum of like three games on rotation generally. Hades is like my favorite game of all time. Like that game was so much fucking fun. So like to come up with a second one is like you know super big and they're changing things up with a new character a new storyline and stuff like that and just I just love how unique obviously, obviously like there's not really much you can really do with a roguelike you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like it's kind of the same formula you know you go in a dungeon you play until you die randomly you generate stuff and you get to yeah. it's randomly generated and you can like keep some stuff for future runs to help like get better at the run which you know it's usual roguelike yeah. but i don't know the i'm a fan of like the atmosphere and like the world building and i don't know like anything regarding like greek gods is always like interesting to me for some reason like because very few do it well like obviously god of war did a phenomenal job with it and hades is doing a great yeah. job with it so um but yeah so i'm super excited i love the game. art style Art style looks sick um Thanks. bayonetta one action game of the year i gotta play it um got a war won a few awards uh stray mm-hmm. won best indie debut and best indie i think Oh, yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not I like, have PSN I, yeah. Plus. I should play it. It's free. Yeah, I mean, I kind of like seeing gameplay of it. Like, it's not super, like, anything crazy. But it's, you know, it's interesting. It's super impressive the way it looks for a 16-person team. Yeah. For, yeah, for a facts. small team, it looks AAA. Yeah, it does. I'm, a, you know, in the the concept behind it is pretty interesting, too. Like, just, you know, you're playing as a cat just kind of going around the world. I think it's, you know, interesting what they did with it. You know, it's definitely a bold choice to make your your main character a, uh, a cat. speechless animal, like a cat. So, yeah. Uh, and then Elden Ring winning game of the year over God of War. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say I was surprised by that, honestly. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not mad by it. Um, I lo- no. You know, we'll get into it when we talk about my list. But, uh. I think either deserved it, honestly. Uh, if any other game won, I would have been like, what the fuck? But, you know, it makes sense to me why God of War won Best Narrative and then this, and then Elden Ring wins Best Direction and Best Game. Yes. Because it's, it's expansive. It's crazy. Exploration for me in a game is crazy. I've never even played it. But watching other people play it and then they do different shit and things that I've never seen one person do uh, another person does like it's the coolest fucking right. thing yeah and you can kind of play it your own way you know like i said you can go do certain things you can go get certain weapons and, and armor and stuff like that obviously there's always going to be this that one like combination that's always going to be foolproof like yeah you're definitely going to get through the game easily mm-hmm. if you play with this this sword or this armor or this these po- these spells or whatever but like People are making their own builds and doing their own, like, cool shit with it. Like, obviously, me being on the anime side of TikTok, a lot of my TikToks that I see regarding Elden Ring are, like, the Sasuke build or, like, the Bleach build or the Guts build. You know what I'm saying? It's just stuff like that. So, I think it's 
it's pretty cool to see uh see that kind of stuff so you know i honestly either game was deserving of, of it winning but i definitely uh would have given the edge to elden ring just off of just that alone honestly and then fucking bill clinton kid i like to dedicate That's this award shit ever bro okay hold on how did he how did he get on stage for so, like how did he do that for some of the listeners that might not know there is a a uh a streamer that we both follow on twitter i watch a, a few of his streams fidel games cage mm-hmm. he interviewed him afterwards he was like wow i think it was like on a twitter spaces but he did it on stream as well and he yeah. was like just asking him questions and then he asked him like uh what do you play video games and the kid goes no not really well that's a very bad french accent <laughs> kid's french jesus christ um, <laughs> and then he goes uh if you don't play video games why why were you at the game awards and the kid goes uh i, th- I thought it was something more important <laughs> no way he cleared a few things up a lot of people were saying it was like a anti-Semitic dog whistle. Okay, like, but yeah. But the kid's Jewish. He's Jewish himself. Yeah. So he was, and a lot of kids, a lot of people were like, oh, he was on InfoWars. I mean, he was on InfoWars screaming free Hong Kong. Yeah. So I don't think he's like a fucking right winger, you know? He's just a weird individual. He definitely is. <laughs> he He's just a weird individual. I think he was. He was. I still don't know the political statement he was trying to make, because Fidel asked him, "What were you trying to do?" And he goes, "Oh, the world should know that Bill Clinton is a reformed rabbi." And Fidel's like, "What does that mean?" The kid didn't answer. What does that have to do with anything? The kid didn't answer. Oh my god! It was the weirdest thing. How they, bro? The fact that all those people got up on stage with him like they saw him get up on stage with him and nobody was like hey who who are you bro the because like obviously like that's the that's the team of developers and writers and directors like that that went up on stage like they all know each other intimately (laughs) so for him to so to him to walk up on stage with them doesn't make any sense the screenshot of him talking with his hand up and miyazaki the the director for elden rings behind him holding his award like it's the funniest <laughs> thing. So stupid. But yeah, so I mean, I, yeah, just a quick, quickly to touch on the, the Game Awards. I know we're supposed to record an episode last week and do it, but I just wasn't uh, up to the task. I was tired. Mm-hmm. So um, so yeah, with that, with that being said, let's get into this ridiculous list of fucking Let me <laughs> video games. Share my screen. See, there's the name. Big Zo's Big Bang Bazinga Video Game Bonanza 2022 tier list. Jesus Christ. And, uh, <laughs> I got the ad blocker on. No free promo. Bet. And uh, that's his last That's time. the list. Um, All right. I spent the time trying to make it chronological, like the yeah. way I played, but then it just made everything alphabetical way worse no it just made oh, everything well, alphabetical yeah. so all that work i did i was like well <laughs> i guess that means nothing <laughs> uh here's what it but, is um, we'll get through it uh let's 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 kick it off uh there was a point in time i need to preface with the, for, the, for the first game 
there was a point in time where I wanted to try uh, FPS with a keyboard and mouse. I'm not a big FPS guy. I kind of don't like shooters. I would yeah. say, I mean, it's not that I don't like them. There are a few shooters that I do like. It's my least favorite genre, I would think, especially competitive. Because everyone's yeah. way better than me, and I just don't want to learn a game. So True. I downloaded Aim Lab to try to get better. And I got motion sick. <laughs> I don't get motion sick for anything. You've been to Disney with me twice. I survived yes. the fucking mission space. I survived Guardians is, of the Galaxy. Uh, yeah. Any Star Wars simulator I'm fine with. Me focusing so hard on trying to fucking click. Aim and then like my wrist starts cramping up. I'm like, brother, oh my God. Fundamentally, the game <laughs> is fine and it's free. So like, I get it. It's like, it's to help people. But I yeah. personally had a negative experience. So let's go and see. Let's go and see. I thought you were going to give it an all, after all that, I thought you were going to give it like a D or an No, F. because the thing is, I'm like, I'm half donkey. You know, I could appreciate the way a game is built and the yeah. meaning behind it. I mean, the meaning is for people to get better, but it got yeah. me sick. <laughs> um, That's fine. The next one, Aperture Desk Job. Uh, technically not a full-fledged game. It was supposed to be uh, a tech demo for the uh, the Steam Deck, but yeah. you could download it on regular Steam, and I played it with a PS5 controller because it has motion controls. Um, it's a cute little game. Um, I really like the uh, the world of Portal. Portal Two is one of my favorite games of all time. That's a fun and, game, and uh, I really like the lore behind portal and half-life aperture science and black mesa and stuff like that and this kind of expands on it um i i saw an interview with one of the developers or story writers for portal and they used one of their old ideas that they wanted for portal 2 in aperture desk job like fucking i guess spoilers if no one's ever played portal cave johnson's mind is uploaded to a computer and now he's an ai in a giant cave johnson bust in his office <laughs> it's oh, the yeah. craziest oh, thing oh yeah i remember that. It, okay. the reason why no one's seen him in forever especially his wife is because he's been stuck in the office because he can't move oh yeah <laughs> That's and funny. uh actually the name desk job is pretty funny you stay at your desk the whole time the whole game? But the desk itself moves. Oh, so like... And then... So like your bot... Like, you just see the desk, like, floating in air as you move. Well, like, it mechanically moves. Like, it moves you through the factory oh. and shit. Um, okay. You're you're supposed to be making toilets, but then one of the personality bots is like, let's put a gun on it. And then you start making <laughs> toilets that are armed with a bunch of weapons... And then you kind of play, it kind of has some lore significance to it because you play as the factory is like going into ruin. 
what happened oh, what really? happens between like portal one and portal two so you have to fight oh, all these fucking turrets okay. but then it's funny because at the end you go to jail and in the jail cell you still have your desk <laughs> it's pretty funny um that's funny but you know it's like a two-hour experience i'll put it in b i like it uh not bad for those watching or listening b a and s i like c d and f are the ones that i am not a fan of (laughs) uh speaking of c d and f chocobo gp f fuck and i know you're already surprised because it's the first square enix title we're talking about and i love square (laughs) enix but holy shit it's like <laughs> the first choke. What even? Wait, wait. What even? What even is it? What even is? Oh, it? it's choke. Obviously, I know. What, I know. I know what a chocobo is. I play Final Fantasy. Yeah, but like, what? What even is the premise of the game? Okay, so it's a it's a cart racer. A chocobo cart and racer. That sounds fun. It is. It back in the PS One days, it was super fun, and it's all like chibi versions of like a chocobo, a cactar, uh, Ifrit, the fucking devil summon. It's like a little version of him and he's in a cart. Yay. Like the first (laughs) one's fun, but it's a real game. This one, it has like a battle pass. And only through the battle pass can you unlock characters like Squall or Cloud. And makes no sense. It's all cosmetic. And if you download the free version, you can't play online. And you can't play the whole story it was really annoying and it was set up like a i've played a few uh final fantasy gotchas it's set up like a gotcha game like in the menu there's like oh go over here you could buy this many things and you could spin for characters and i was like why is this on my switch why is this on my switch yeah just just (laughs) put it on a phone and no one will be angry yeah. Especially because a lot of people were hype about this. It was like, oh my god, Chocobo Racing is coming back. It was the first one's fun. The fucking Chocobo, he races with like rocket powered skates. It's like it's how can you fuck that up? <laughs> Jesus. I'm dead. Yeah, yeah, that's all I have to say about that one. Um The Neck Crypt of the Necro Dancer. Uh you saw me play this a little bit. A little um, bit. I think I should play it more, but uh, it's pretty fun so far. Uh, I like it. Um, little roguelike, but you can only move on the beats of the song that's playing. Um, I can see how that gets a little annoying. Uh, for so- but it, it kind of gives it its own, like, a strategy involved to it. Like, if you're, <laughs> it's funny. People who are not on beat are gonna have a terrible yeah. time playing this game. <laughs> there is a character that you can just free roam, but yeah. that kind of defeats the purpose of the game. Yeah, true. But uh, what I was saying is, like, I can see it being annoying and, like, oh, let me just get out of this dungeon real fast. But then you have to, like, you know. Do, yeah, do, like, you got to, like. <laughs> because if you press um, an arrow key off beat, you won't move. Oh, okay. I thought, like, something. Could you imagine, like, if it was, like, something bad happens to oh, you? Oh, like, you, you lose health. Yeah, no, that would be really bad. But um, that'd be like I feel like if they made like difficulty modes, that has to be the hardest one. Probably, I think there's different characters that I 
haven't unlocked yet that are different difficulties or different ways of playing. Um, I know that this this game got pretty big, big enough that they made a they teamed up with Nintendo and they made Cadence of Hyrule, which is the oh, same okay. kind of game, except you could play as Link or Zelda or other people, but it's like it's a roguelike rhythm game. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Not bad. Um let me just like um next up Destiny 2. Like I said, my favorite my favorite game. <laughs> this is my favorite game. You've been taught you've been telling me to play this for a while. Yeah. And then my cousin started playing it and I was like, "You know what? I'll give it a try." And it's really it's really fun. I like it a lot. It's fun, man. I'll put it in A tier. I think it's well made. I think it's like well, like I'm kind of hyped for Lightfall. I think when Lightfall comes, I'm gonna start playing it again. Yeah, but um, you know, I'll, you talk about it because I'm gonna talk a lot. Okay, I'll talk about give, it. Give so, your your I mean, movie. As of okay, so from a person who who's played it for Jesus Christ, I can't tell you how long I've been playing just Destiny as a franchise. Um, it's a super fun game. It they've really mastered the art of making like just shooting things like fun. Like even if there might be lulls in the game or lulls in content, just going in and shooting things is fun to do. Now, like as far as the more hardcore players, they get a little frustrated with like the with how the the seasonal aspect of their stories or have been working as far as content schedules have been going, and it's been like a trending thing in the community and especially when it comes to like overall content to play it gets really grindy a lot of times which some people don't really like just because it's not a fun type of grind sure. but then uh and then p i, I don't even get me started on like pvp like the, that whole community of destiny players like destiny has not been doing them favors like at all but just overall, though, the game is fun to play. Like It is. Like, regardless of all that other stuff, it's just super fun to play. And the world building and the like, the narrative structure of the game, as well as, like, how the the weapons and, and abilities you get, like, it, it, you know, it's a pretty, like, interesting concept to really work around. So, personally speaking, like, if I was to put it on a tier list, I probably would, like, I probably would have it, like, A or B or B tier, I think. But, uh, yeah, you Definitely, you definitely need to play it more because it was. Yeah, <laughs> I need more. I think okay. The only thing I will say is like it's not. I would put it B tier because the solo queue experience is terrible. And this yeah. is speaking from a person who solo queues. Like just because there's so much shit to do in the game, but it's really hard to, to do it solo. Like I don't want to be like doing it solo is is something like when it comes to like dungeons, mm-hmm. right? Or like dungeons or like these like grandmaster grandmaster nightfalls and stuff like that. We're like really like what's it called like end end game content like the really difficult end game content like people solo that as like a situation like to make content out of it good twitch streamers that play destiny like i'm gonna solo this dungeon that's not what you're supposed to do you're supposed to play it with like you can solo it but the odds of you having a fun experience soloing it it's not (laughs) it's not good uh like that's usually like that's like the what people just do the little I've done solo, I, I I think it's fun. Um, I don't know if I've yeah, I don't know if I've I mean said this on the pod. Video games are kind of like a 
they're supposed to be relaxing for me. I like playing alone sometimes, mm-hmm. or, or a yeah. lot of the time. But uh, the online experience for Destiny Two, that's why it's an A tier. It's very fun because I I think playing online, like Call of Duty, or Overwatch, like those are fun games, but it's like very competitive, and yeah. it's like you're trying to win. But for like a a dungeon or a raid, it's like everyone's it's like more teamwork and you can't really get mad at a a robot a or ai as much as you can a, a human being yeah so i don't know i just find that really fun it's kind of like i think i explained this to someone it's kind of like uh world of warcraft raids in a little bit in a in a sense that's kind of where they got the the idea from because it's supposed to be like a, it's an rpg slash mmo yeah. Like that's really what it like the MMO aspect of everything, but you're just throwing like the FPS RPG aspect into it. So like that's just kind of that's basically what their game model is. I'll say like as far as regular matchmaking, casual play, Destiny is fun. Like you you can go in, you could do like um, certain missions and certain campaign stuff solo or with matchmaking. Like you just put, get put with two other random people, which is fine. Like it's it's no big deal. Like you just finish the thing and you're good when it comes to like and like big difficult end game content there's no matchmaking so like either you need to have two or three people or if you're doing a raid like five other people to really do it you know what i'm saying and that involves a lot of teamwork a lot of strategy a lot of like knowledge of uh builds and, and and team makeup and stuff like that and and mechanics of of dungeons and raids like that so like the solo queue experience for that end game stuff is like non-existent, yeah. <laughs> but that's just speaking from my experience playing the sure. game. So, but yeah, uh, yeah, that's all I have for Destiny Two. Uh, when Lifefall comes, I'm definitely gonna play it more. Yeah, I told my cousin I'll get back on it because uh, Final Fantasy doesn't come out till like June, <laughs> so oh yeah, so yeah. I'm gonna have time. <laughs> um. Yeah. All right, next game. This, uh, what's it called? Uh, Disney Magic Kingdoms. I think we all know. I, I like theme parks a lot, and the the promise of this game was, you get you could build your own Disney park. And I have, yeah. it's on my computer now. But the issue is, it's it's a free game. Uh, so there are in-game, uh, purchases. purchases. Yes. And (laughs) that gets a little messy. I've done a lot of the fucking park without the need to buy anything. Yeah. But even then, there's not a lot of space. So you have to like meticulously build the park. You can't expand really. Oh yeah. And... You know me when it comes to these fucking parks. I'm like this. This section is in the story, and this section. Uh. Um, oh yeah, but but then I, it's one. Of, oh, it's also one of those games where you you put a character to do something, and you could either wait five minutes or you could wait sixteen hours. It's an idle game. Oh, it's an no. idle game. That's what they're called. Oh, and yeah. uh, I don't know. That just. I kind of get bored after like, oh, let me do this. Okay, let me 
work or let me do something else. And then, okay, let me get back to this. Like, I don't know. Uh, I'm just putting it in D. I think it could be way better. A way better yeah. experience. Uh, oh, Devil May Cry 5. This is, this is the first Devil May Cry I've ever played. Devil May Cry 5? Or even like... Like, I don't know the story of Devil May Cry, which is fucking weird. Because usually, like, I've only ever played Resident Evil 8. But I know the whole story. Like, I know the lore of everybody. Yeah. What's funny is I, I've only played, like, I think I played a little bit of, like, Devil May Cry, oh, the first three. Mm-hmm. Played a little bit of the first three. But, and not to where, not, like, heavily enough to where, like, I'd say, I can say I finished the games, to my knowledge. But... I'm I'm pretty knowledgeable on the story of Devil May Cry. I heard Devil May Cry Two is super fucking hard. Yes, it is. But like even like playing it now, like some of the games, like some of the older games, just don't feel like they hold sure. up that much. Like I was trying, to, like I tried, like I told you, I tried to play Devil May Cry One the other day. They first off, they don't. Which this sounds like such a fucking lame thing to say. Uh, they don't give you like instructions on what to do, which. When people, if people hear that, they're like, oh, like, what do you mean? Like, you don't want you to hold your hand through it? That's not what I'm there's asking. There's no tutorial? I'm saying there's no tutorial on, like, how to move the camera, like, you know what I'm saying, or, like, oh. where to go. They kind of just, like, you really just open up and, and if, of, like, give you this weird intro, and then you just start controlling Dante as he runs up, like, and you run up a flight of stairs, go into this castle, and that's how the game just kind of starts. They don't tell you, like, what you're supposed to be picking up. They don't give you any voice notes to tell you what you're supposed to be going, what you're supposed to be doing, or like who you're supposed to be fighting. And I know I said something about the camera earlier. There's a fixed camera. Like, you know, like in Resident Evil games, how you yeah. go in a room or you go in a certain part of the area and it's like the fixed camera in the first like one? switches. Yes. Like you go through the, you go through this hallway and when you go up the stairs, the camera angle changes. So then you go back so down. So now you're like, yeah, and you go back down and it changes back to where you were. It's, I hate that. It's so annoying. What? I because th- you can't because you can't see anything. I find that very interesting because. Do you know? Do you, okay. So the creator of Devil May Cry, is Hideki Kamiya. Also yes. the creator of Bayonetta. Yes. Also the director. Of, uh, Resident Evil two, and three I think. He wanted to make Resident Evil 4. He wanted it to be some crazy action game. And Capcom said, no, but we like this idea. So that's that's how Devil May Cry came out. Literally, that's what Devil May Cry. Devil May Cry was supposed to be Resident Evil 4. So I find that very interesting that they they kept the, uh, the, the fixed camera. Dog, when I tell you there's literally nothing on screen telling you what you're supposed to be doing, like it's really like the you turn the game on and it's like, hey, here you go. <laughs> um, so Devil May Cry yeah. Five is fun. Um, it's pretty hard, not in a rage way, in a in a you know, welcomed way. Uh, yeah, and uh, I I'm a, the only reason I put it in B is because I do like it a lot. But the, the story didn't impact me because I don't know the whole story. Like, at the end, like, I don't know why Nero has his arm fucking chopped off. Uh, at the end, fucking 
Virgil comes out of nowhere. And I know Virgil's yeah. I know Virgil's important, but the way But you don't know why he's important. Like the the lore, the way he comes out is a little it was a little confusing to me. And this isn't this isn't like a criticism to the game. This is more of a criticism to myself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just I'm a I'm a little bit of a gamer historian. I was like, I gotta at least play one Devil May Cry. So I think yeah. since I liked Devil May Cry 5 so much, I, I think I'll go back and play some other ones. Um, yeah, I remember like I bought, what PlayStation was doing like a bundle where like all three games were coming to one and it was like a pretty cheap price. So I ended up just kind of buying that. So I, I don't know if they still do that deal anymore, but I, mean, I have the first three games on my PlayStation right now. I'll, I'll, I'll go back to it. Maybe I'll go in reverse order. Yeah. <laughs> maybe uh this next game oh my god this next game was a fucking sleeper i like i i think i was i was looking through through steam one day and it just said players like you played everhood i had never in my life heard of everhood but i it looked like a rhythm game and i'm like i haven't played a rhythm game in a minute i I like rhythm games. Um, it's it's like a it's like a reverse rhythm game. So you fight people, and you're like, I don't know if you can see it here, but you're like this little red thing. That's you. You're a puppet. Yeah. And the enemy shoots like sh- shoots little things of energy at you with the rhythm of the song. And inst- instead oh. of you hitting them like Guitar Hero, you avoid them. So it's like it's like a bullet. It's like bullet hell with like, it's like a rhythm game bullet hell kind of a bullet hell. But if your character was on the guitar neck of Guitar Hero, that's fire. And it's fucking cool because you know you can uh, obviously move side to side. You jump over. Uh, you get power ups that let you store. And if you some are different color. So if you store two of the same color, you could shoot it back at your enemy. Uh, it's Love it's that. fucking cool. And like when I first saw it, because it said uh, players like you played this because they played Undertale. You know me, I fucking love Undertale. Uh, a yeah. lot of people will say this is maybe a ripoff. It's like the same art style. Um, same kind of writing, which I don't think is... Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's, it's a bad thing because not a lot of people can write like Toby Fox. Right. Uh, so it's not as quirky. So it doesn't get annoying. It's not like um, fucking Justin Roiland. Every time he gets his own project, it's the same kind of humor. And now there's too yeah. much of it. So it gets kind of annoying. Yeah. It's not like that. It's, it's, it's pretty welcomed. Uh, and there's a, there's multiple different endings that I didn't get to do, but the 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 few endings that I did do are crazy, and it gets really fucking trippy. And um, I think I I got the true ending on my second playthrough, and it was very uh it was kind of wholesome. It's kind of it's pretty fucking cool. It's like your character's a puppet, and the puppet was con- it's controlled by the spirit. And the spirit tried to 
save the world once but ended up fucking everything over that's why everything's dark and fucked up and this and that but you didn't know that from the beginning so you're finding out like like pieces as you go because you're fighting these people and they all look like bad guys and you're like okay they're the bad guys but what they're really trying to do is defend their home from you it's pretty fucking cool oh kind of like um like the kind of like like the realization that you might be the bad guy that kind of game like the or the spec ops the line or uh was it colossus something of the Colossus. shadow of the colossus shadow colossus yeah Yeah, where you kind of realize oh i might be the bad guy yeah that's pretty fun it but uh everything comes together at the end you know everything like wraps up nicely it's pretty fun i liked it a lot it was a sleeper hit not bad um fall guys not much to say about fall guys it's fun (laughs) yeah where are you putting that at b b it's not bad it's fun um gets kind of i think it gets boring after a little bit yeah, especially if alone. I was gonna say that. Yeah. Also, there's there's just no like. I feel like they it's about obviously the, the battle royale trends never gonna die. I mean, it might, but as of right now, it's not gonna die. The only thing that, that kind of irks me about this game is like they kind of went away from the team aspect of it. Like you can jump in with your friends and play Fall Guys together. But only one person gets the crown, which can make for some funny stuff. Like if you guys are competing together to get mm-hmm. it, or like you're trying to help your teammate get it. I feel like to help your team, help your teammate get a crown is a lot less fulfilling than you know, what I'm saying you as a as a group, like you and four other people, like win a crown together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like you, but the thing about battle royales is that like most of them are shooters, and I like that this one is not. Yeah, it's just like a wacky. It's fucking, course. you know, stupid, <laughs> in a good way. Yeah. Um, also, uh, published by Devolver Digital. I really like Devolver as a company. Um, they help a yeah. lot of indie studios out, uh, publishing their their games, and then uh, shit like this can happen. You know, this is an indie studio, and uh, may- without Devolver, maybe it wouldn't have gained the traction that it did. True, and like you got all these bunch of all these collabs and. All these, all this other stuff you can kind of do for for the game, and obviously, I mean, being like being honest here, like certain battle royales are not necessarily for our age group, our age bracket. Yeah. Being honest, like Fall Guys is not for people twenty five and up. Just, I mean, people can play it; it's a fun game for like for for all ages. But being honest, like if you're eight years old, you're gonna love it. Yeah, game. bright, you know what I'm saying? Bright colors, SpongeBob running with jack sparrow and godzilla like right and then like just it just run a hot dog guy. and jump <laughs> yeah exactly like it's not it's not supposed to be geared towards yeah. 25 year olds it's geared towards but for, for but for what it is i do like it i do think it's fun i, I think it's a novel idea and i also kind of rate these games on how much i enjoy watching people play them Low and key. uh you know <laughs> whenever sea dog va plays this with like iron mouse or something it's really fucking funny yeah uh yeah so it's a b tier um final fantasy 10 this okay so this picture is final fantasy 10 and 10 2 so i have both games i haven't played the second one so you're only gonna do the first i'm only only i'm putting this rating only based on playing the first one, which I liked. 
a lot. Big Final Fantasy fan, big JRPG fan. Uh, but this this placement might be controversial, and it's not as controversial as you think. But uh, I don't think it's S tier. Oh, like people are usually like saying that this game is like the best. Bro, I've best heard Final I've game? heard from a lot of people that they say this is the best Final Fantasy game. Like better than seven. Better than seven. Wow. Um, I don't think so. Uh, that might be, okay. The whole thing, my rating against it for seven, might be because um, I've just known the lore for seven for a while. Um, and I might be that invested in it, but. Since I started playing the Final Fantasy games, I've played uh, 7, 8, 9, 10, 15, uh, Dissidia, Dissidia NT. Like, I've, I've played a few. Just got Crisis Core. I'm going to play it. That'll be on next year's list. Um, yeah. I think 9 is better. And a lot of people... Don't agree with that, but I know there are a group of people that do agree with that. That nine's better. Yes, Zidane. I don't know if you've seen the little blonde guy with the monkey tail. Yes, I dude. Have. I don't. I nine is they went back to their fantasy roots because it's fucking like you could hear liars playing and shit like that. Uh, airships, yeah. uh, princesses, the crystals. It just got overshadowed by 10 because 10 was the first one that had full voice acting. It was fully 3D. Um, they made crazy music for it. It's better written. And the thing with 10... Okay, so there's something about 10. The leveling up system, I like a lot. You, uh, yeah. you gain these points, kind of like XP points. But... Um, it's certain you gain these orbs that are like some are for magic, some are for uh physicality, some are for dexterity, stuff like that. And then there's this big fucking skill tree. Like the first time I saw the skill tree, I was kind of overwhelmed. I was like, oh, yeah. like, what the fuck? But you unlock these little things with the orbs that you have, and so, like, you can level up your character, and yeah, they'll get, like, a little stronger and stuff, but you won't learn a skill. Um, no, you, no, actually, you won't learn a skill or get stronger or have more magic power or get more health unless you put these orbs in this skill tree. Oh, okay. And another thing that I really liked about this skill tree is the skill tree is for every single character you get in your party. And it's, they're all connected, but the characters start off in different spots of the skill tree, but you can inter, inter like, cross them over. Okay. Yeah, it yeah. was pretty fucking cool. So, like, <clears throat> uh, there's usually, like, the way I set out uh, an RPG party is I like my, my fighter slash warrior. That's, like, Cloud. Um, uh, a ranger or dragoon, uh, a white mage that's solely healing, and uh, usually, if I can, a red mage 
because Red Mage kind of does both uh, healing and attacking. Uh, but if not, a Black Mage, which is solely like elemental okay. magic and shit like that. Um, usually the Dragoon that I get, one person in my party has to have like a little bit of everything. Like a little bit of magic, uh, can steal, uh, is strong, is fast. Like it's going to be my six man. <laughs> like it's sick. Okay. That makes like sense. If, if, if I'm sense. in a fight and I got my big three, because this game is a party of three, if I'm in a fight and I got my big three and I'm kind of struggling, I'll tag someone out for my six man. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, oh, and that's another thing about. I think this is the this is the first Final Fantasy that you can switch party members in the middle of the fight, which is super welcome. Yeah, I feel like that would kind of add to the strategy a little bit because, like, oh, well, you know, I'm struggling with this guy, or maybe I kind of have this like ace up my sleeve in the back pocket in case like something goes goes wrong, especially with like higher tier like fights and stuff. Probably. Like towards the end of the game, you start fighting these machines. And uh, the easiest way to kill them is if you use steel. If you steal, they'll break apart. Um, yeah. I only have two characters that have steel, and sometimes I won't have them both in my party. And if I'm finding a random machine that pops up, I can switch out Tidus with... Um... Wow, I forgot. Riku. Also, weird enough... Uh, Final Fantasy X and Kingdom Hearts come out within a year of each other. Tetsuya yeah. Nomura obviously writes Kingdom Hearts, but he did the character design for Final Fantasy X. Basically, he created the characters. Yeah. Names this blonde girl Riku with two Ks. Names Sora's best friend Riku with one K. Riku with one K. <laughs> Fucking weird. But again, really like the game. Don't think it's better than nine. I think my favorite Final Fantasy so far have been seven and nine. Yeah, I mean, I haven't really. I personally, well, I've kind of voiced my stance on Final Fantasy games, uh, especially the turn-based ones, like throughout this whole iteration of the podcast. So, um, people should probably know my stance on that. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like Final Fantasy seven is probably the most notable one I've heard of, and what i've actually tried to play so like you tried the turn-based one you know that's probably it yeah that's what i told, bro, I told you like i don't like turn-based games i try to play fantasies i, I try to play seven that, hated it. that's crazy uh that's the first turn-based game i played which is wild i think if to get into turn-based i think you should start with something uh more modern I said I would start with Persona, so like in 2023, I will play Persona 5. Good. I think Persona 5 is a good starting point because there's a lot of stuff in there that like just kind of makes everything easier. I like. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I'll play. I'll play Persona 5 uh, in 2023. I I'll like play, Final Fantasy 7, but I can't even lie. Like the OG one, there's some jank in there. There's yeah. some stuff where I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> but um, all right what's next i think brother is that ghost that's Shishima? the first s tier of the list dog <laughs> i 
this is I was not aware of your game. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Ghost of Tsushima as like maybe like a an Assassin's Creed clone. Like when when it first came out and I was like, "What? Yeah. What makes this so special?" It doesn't. And then I see a lot of fucking people online that I respect their opinion say it's fucking good. So I get a PS5 November of last year. People are asking me, oh, what do you want for Christmas? And I'm like, oh, I don't want really much. You know, I'm a, an adult, you know, just money, clothes, shit like that. My older cousin goes, are there any video games do you want? I'm like, uh, Devil May Cry and, uh, you know, Ghost of Tsushima. Just on a whim, because I was like, ah, whatever, who cares? Yeah. Bro. It's a fucking movie. It's a... F- it, it looks... It's a beautiful looking game. It looks phenomenal. One. Two, the story is enthralling. Uh... The way the the way you progress through the island is sick. Um, gameplay is smooth. Combat is one of the best action, I guess, action RPGs I've played in a while. Without it being too yeah. like crazy, you know, it's it's like realistic samurai fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of gives you the. I mean. Like with like the parry system and like different styles and like where do you can block from like it, I remember like when like for honor kind of in a mm-hmm. way like just a just a little bit more stripped down I yeah guess. definitely um, I love when you could customize characters and games um, aesthetically so yes I spent a lot a good chunk of time fucking <laughs> just fixing around getting his shit. this guy <laughs> dripped out I think yeah. oh for oh. I ended the game with a broken Oni mask, like it was broken here. And then the, yeah. every every cutscene is in-engine, so it shows what you're wearing. And there's a fucking sick scene when you're about to fight the final boss. Uh, not Genghis Khan, but his grandson. I forgot his, his name. Yeah. Where it's like this samurai shot of both their faces. And my face with the broken Oni mask, I was like, oh, shit. It's so fucking cool. <laughs> Super, super cool. Yeah, super dope. Um, as you can tell, I got hype about it. Um, the director's cut comes with a lot of cool cinematic stuff. Like there's a mm-hmm. Akira. Wow, I forgot his last name. Kurosawa. Yeah, there's an Akira Kurosawa mode, and he's a very he's a legendary kung fu samurai. Uh, oh yeah, it's like the one you can play in black and it's white. Black right? and white with filters, but like the it sounds like a like an old school movie old yeah, yeah, yeah like an old japanese uh, old samurai it's, movie it's it's really fucking cool i really 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 like it and i'm kind of glad it's one of the first ps5 games i played yeah um, yeah i mean as far as that game goes i just for me real quick like i'm not a huge stealth game player like two things two games i'm not two games i'm not a huge fan of turn-based games and stealth games i just don't do stealth well my my little brother zach though on the stealth. other hand like Zach is, Zach was probably one of the biggest Assassin's Creed players. Like he was so into that into that franchise, and then when Ghost of Tsushima came out, and I kind of told him about it. Hey, you know, it's like 
it's like a real stealthy type game. I remember he texted me back after like a week of playing. He's like, bro, this might be one of my favorite games ever. It's really <laughs> so like, good. Oh, yeah, so. and you know me. I'm a side quest Sammy. I spend a lot of fucking oh, yeah. time doing like. And there are a lot of side quests where it's like a lot of people complain it's like it's already on the map. But there are some side quests that I found just, you know, just exploring. And that's mm-hmm. what I fucking love about a, a few. Uh, there's a few games on here that I like that are like that. Um, but yeah, dude, it's fucking phenomenal. I think. I think Bet. Sucker Punch is a great. Um, they were already good. You know, they made the infamous games. Yeah. Um, and the not fucking Crash Bandicoot. Sly Cooper. They're the Sly Cooper people. But they yeah, really, they, they really fucking outdid themselves here with with Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. Um. Before I get to the next one, what the fuck is presentation mode? Hello. What the? I I <laughs> guess this looks cooler. Yeah, it's dark mode essentially. Um, for I, I played God of War, twenty eighteen for the first time this year. Oh, so you played both this year? Yeah, because Ragnarok was coming out and it looked hype. I was like, oh, let me see what the hype's about. Because I played yeah, I played God of War 3 on my PS3. I think I was a sophomore in high school. Yeah, I guess I was old enough. Yes, I was age appropriate. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I know the old school Kratos. I know how fucking nutty those games used to be. Because that, yeah. that was the uh, that was kind of the philosophy back in the day. Make it as bloody as you can, as outrageous as you can. Um, it's also interesting because the OG God of Wars created that kind of hack and slash. So much, yeah, like the ultra violent hack. And so slash, much yeah. so that like there were a bunch of bro. The Werehog sections in in Sonic Unleashed. Are God yeah. of War clones? Yeah, it's, I can. Yeah, kind of. It's makes that sense. kind of gameplay. It's just Sonic. Um. Yeah. So I wanted to see what the fuck this was all about. Um, God of War, bro. Good game. Good game. Um, there's a lot of stuff that we've talked about. Uh, that kind of it's kind of annoying. Uh, writing wise. Yeah. Um, I and I think that's the point, because it does show Kratos. For talking about like a talking about Atreus, I'm talking about like the Kratos Atreus dynamic. Yeah. Uh, okay, I think yeah. that's kind of the point. It's Kratos learning how to like be a father. Yeah, without fucking you know. Also, letting go of what the fuck he did in the past and shit like that. Um. Yeah. But besides that, um. You know, it's 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 very fun. A lot of the side quests. I did a lot of the side quests. Um, and I like that it, it just it just felt like a new beginning for Kratos. I think he he became his own better character, especially if you compare him to the yeah. to the old school games. You can see how much it he's grown. And Norse mythology is sick. I think yeah. 
I think Greek mythology can be pretty cool, but a lot of modern writers make Greek mythology out to be just sex. Yeah, I mean, or just like it just focuses on just the main like groups involved. Like it just focuses on Zeus, maybe Hades is a villain. You know what I'm saying? And stuff like that. But you can't but, you can't deny that like fucking what what's that webtoon called? Lore Olympus. Lore Olympus. It focuses. Yes. I mean, I'm not even uh, knocking Lore Olympus because you know it's got its own following and shit. So it must be at least it's got some credit to it. But right. it focuses on the like relationship side of Greek mythology. It probably does it in a good way. I'm just saying a lot of people do that. So fucking yeah. they put Kratos, even Kratos in those old games, you can have sex in them. You know? I, and yeah, as, I a, that. as a fucking sophomore <laughs> in high school, I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, as a fucking exactly. 25 year old that's like, you know, kind of grown up, has a little bit more sensibilities in, in, in writing for media. Uh, you know, it's not always all about it's not all about that. There needs to be a little bit more substance, which I think with Norse mythology or or the way or the way uh, Santa Monica Studios handles the mythology now, I think they're doing a little bit better of a job because there's still some interfamilial problems. Yes. But it isn't yeah. all just about who had sex with who the family workings yeah exactly it but and also like they do a good job of like the depth of the lore like they're like deep cut character deep cut parts of the story that most people like just to have a base knowledge of norse mythology like would not get otherwise like with like the world tree and need and mamir and like just like thor's wife and his and his daughter and like uh just stuff with like like odin and uh, and and his you know well when you get to ragnarok and stuff like that but like it just they do a lot of good job a good job with like the deep cuts of norse mythologies you might not get otherwise in other sources yeah and it's very cool because you know greek mythology is is very famous so a lot of people know a lot of a lot of greek gods learning about norse mythology which i didn't necessarily know much about is really fun and it kind of reminds me of like the fantasy levels of like a D campaign kind of it's mm -hmm. like that kind of like they play the leer or they play uh you know stuff like that it's very interesting um and i'm going you know fucking god of war ragnarok uh everything that the first game does i think this game does better everything to the exploration to the side quests to the fucking uh, kratos is written better uh atreus is written better even though in this game he he's supposed to piss the player off as well as the first game yes holy shit yeah but <laughs> but the way it's written into the story is like is he breaking fate or is he actually following his fate the way it is on the shrines it's it's yeah and bro in god of war one the big place to explore usually is the lake of nines 
in God of War Ragnarok, bro, at least maybe this is maybe I didn't do this for the other game, but like you could explore the frozen lake of nines, uh, Vanaheim. Fuck it. What certified this game for me as game of the year 2022 was when you get to Vanaheim for a second time, and then there's this side quest that you can completely pass over i guarantee you there have been some people who haven't done the side quest and it opens up this other side of vanaheim that's completely expansive it's humongous like i i spent 50 hours on god of war the game is probably like 25 hours but as soon as i as soon as i got to the other side of vanaheim that again is completely optional. You don't have to do this. I did everything in there because I was like, how can I pass this up? This is the coolest fucking shit ever. Yeah, that kind of like, I mean, I, I mean, you know, the optional aspect of like certain RPGs and other stuff like that, like that definitely will get you. You know what I'm saying? Like it's okay, well, I don't have to do this. I can just run through this whenever, like if I want to or whatever. But, you know, I know some people. A lot of people that, especially the ones that do like completionists, like they're like, okay, well, let's see what this one does, what this one does, and you end up getting some cool stuff, like like watching like you know some of my favorite YouTubers play God of War, like they're doing all of the side quests and all that stuff, and like they get new gear, new abilities, all that stuff. Like every time this one dude, like Berlizzi or even like Chris Move playing it, like. There, there is not an opportunity where they don't go try to find a chest, yeah, or like go find a different area to go find or do a side quest because it gives them like more shit to be better at the at the at the end of the game. You know what I'm saying? To really cheese the shit out of the game. So I'm not I'm not a completionist because I know there are a lot of games where there's just there's just stuff put in there that's just busy work. But I do like I did. I brought all the Yggdrasil worms back to Ratatoskr. I mm-hmm. I found all of Lunda's armor. I I fought all the berserkers because oh, like the hatred. Yeah, because bro, that's it's kind of like the fucking uh, data battles in Kingdom Hearts three. I fucking love hard boss battles. They're sick. Yeah. Um. So yeah, God of War Ragnarok. You know what? I'm a, that's number one it's, it's got it, it <laughs> um, came out this year okay you know go go oh yeah, 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 Ghost yeah. Of tsushima didn't um that makes sense you know fun fucking great game yeah uh, did not realize we were at the hour mark already so <laughs> we can speed it up a little bit and then there, that's, it's that's sort of rapid fire in some of these when you get to one that's s tier you could talk about it okay Guardians of the or Galaxy. Like, or if you get to one, if you get to one that's A, if you get to one that's A or like A or, or A or S, you can talk about it. B and below, just like Guardians of the Galaxy. Fun, way better than Avengers. A lot of people didn't give it the chance because the same company. It's fun. You should play it. Um, Hot Wheels Unleashed. Same thing. Really fun racing game. A lot of customization options. Pretty fucking cool. Um, Real quick, hold on. Before you do that, like I saw T Pain was streaming. He was playing this Hot Wheels game, but he had it like, yeah, like the, yeah, yeah. with the wheel. It was, it was super funny. It's fucking cool. <laughs> um, inscription. 
Ooh, inscription is fucking good. Oh my fucking god. Oh my god. Okay, so I've never heard of this game before, by the way. Connor Dog has posted a video on it on his okay. gaming channel. Uh oh, Atrioc also has a video on it. I specifically didn't watch those videos because I love card games. There's another card game here, actually. You know me. I used to play Hearthstone all the time. I fucking love card games like mm-hmm. that. Um, so this one's like a, a, a roguelike card game that's spooky. Oh, I have heard of I was like, okay, what? Yes. The? I was like, this is fucking cool. So I started playing it. Started playing it in October, which is the perfect time to play it because it's like kind of scary. Um, mm-hmm. And then once you once you beat the first part of the game, it becomes an ARG that you can just play on your computer. You beat the first part, and then a, a screen pops up like an old desktop, and there's a bunch of videos, and then you look through the videos, and the desktop that you're playing on is the desktop of a computer called uh the card shuffler or some shit like that and and he gets sent this pack of inscription cards he's like these cards haven't been made since the 80s and then fucking he finds it there's uh coordinates on it and he goes to the coordinates and he finds the inscription game and then you press new game because when you first start up inscription it only says continue you can't start a new game it's weird you start up a new game. That's kind of cool. It erases everything. The 3D turns into 2D. And now it's it's still a card game, but it's kind of an RPG. And you have to fight all these people. And then you find out that the four people you have to fight are sentient. And then the robot thinks everyone's an idiot. So then the what the robot wants to do is the reason Inscription, the game, never got published is because the AI would brainwash people. So oh, the robot okay. is trying to get uh, upload. He's like, with the use of technology now, we don't even need publishers. So the whole thing is like, he's trying to get inscription uploaded to brainwash everyone. Uh, and then you have to fight him with the help of other people. And then it's fucking the story is insane it's fucking cool dude (laughs) and there's one part where this fight looks into like kind of like doki doki it looks into the files in your computer but it tells you like what's your biggest file use it because the way you beat someone is if you tip the scales all the way to their side Mm -hmm. so you have to look through your thing instead of playing the fucking game and you find what has the most gigs or the most, you know, kilobytes. It's just, it's fucking cool. Yeah, that's, that's pretty it's interesting. It's on Steam. Um, I think it's on Switch. If not, it's definitely on PSN. Uh, I really recommend anyone listening and you, Taylor, play it. It's really okay. fucking cool. <laughs> um, what we got next? Jedi Fallen Order. First, uh, technically, well, never mind. It's a Soulsborne game. Really fun. Uh, really hard. Really fun. Live Alive. Um, uh, I was really hyped for this game. 
it's a Square Enix title, and I think there's a lot of cool stuff about it. But I did ultimately get bored of it after a while. Uh, I'll put it high C. I kind of like it. I just think it could be better. It's from the 90s, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, Mario Golf Super Rush. Kind of the same thing. I like it. Could be better. Um, They added a lot of stuff to it afterward. Eh, you know what? No, no, I like it. <laughs> it would be a C if it was launch, but they added a lot of stuff for free. And it's fun. It's fun to play with friends. Okay. So, like, at launch, Mario Golfers is bad. But, like, once they add a DLC, you know, now it's like that pretty decent. Uh, Makes Mario sense. Kart 8 Deluxe. I've been playing this game for years, but the reason why it's on the list is because they added a bunch of DLC. Um, Not much to say about it. Uh, I think this is the best Mario Kart since Double Dash. Not Mario Kart 7. Double Dash. Double Dash is the GOAT. I know everyone says Mario Kart 7 is really good, and it would be better if it wasn't on the fucking DS. My hands oh, yeah. fucking hurt every time I play Mario Kart 7. Yeah, and I didn't, and I didn't have a DS growing up, or I think I might have had it for not that long of a period of time, and I didn't play Mario Kart on the DS. But yes, I, it, was, it, was, it was Double Dash on the GameCube mm-hmm. every time. Double Dash is the fu- – I think it's the GOAT of Mario Kart. Mario Kart Wii is a second – Close second. A lot of people say it's better. I think it's a close second. But I think Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, even after all the shit they've added, is the like definitive Mario Kart. It's fucking phenomenal. Mario Party Superstars. Uh, way better than the last Mario Party. Really fun. Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Okay. Oh, this one's Sparks of Hope. Nobody gives this a chance because it's Mario and Rabbids. I know it's the stupidest sounding thing you've ever heard. It's made by you. It's just XCOM. It's just Mario XCOM, isn't it? Yes. If you like XCOM, (laughs) you'll like Mario. Granted, it's a little dumbed down, I would say. Yeah. But it's fucking fun. Listen, the first game is just... How many XCOM scenarios can we put Mario and Rabbids into? This second game kind of has a story. It's nothing crazy. It's not enthralling. But it's fun. Mm-hmm. And you can have Bowser in your team. And there's everyone has it. Everyone <laughs> has a different gun. Luigi is more of a sniper. Mario is more of the everyman. Bowser has a fucking bazooka. Uh because why not? rabid mario is uh like he has gauntlets so he can't shoot far but if you could bring people closer to him which you can with the use of certain sparks he can like kill everyone in one punch so so many different ways to play there's a reason why the first game won best tactical game and why this one also won best tactical game <laughs> Speak on it, man. Speak on it's it. It's fucking good. Um, also, <laughs> another winner. Best mobile game. Marvel Snap. Fucking fire. Made by the same guy who made Hearthstone. Ben Brode. That guy's fucking sick. Made his own company. Marvel gave him the IP. And instead of going just fucking MCU with it, it's the comic books. 
and there's so I was like, oh yeah, can you show me all this stuff? They got like different variants and different. All people. the cards have beautiful art, and then there's pixel versions of the card. And uh, upgrading it is all cosmetic, so you can get cool borders. And if you upgrade it fully once, it gets like a foil background, kind of like a uh, a shiny Pokemon card. But if you upgrade that mm-hmm. again all the way, it'll have like extra effects around it. Um, for anyone who's ever played Smash Up, it's kind of it's a short version of Smash Up with mana. So man, like Hearthstone. Um, yeah. There's three locations. The person who who wins two or more locations wins. And by what I mean by winning locations is the attack number of a card gets added to that to your side of each location. Whoever has more wins. Different cards do different things. There are ongoing cards, unreveal cards, uh, cards that you can only play on the left side of the deck. Uh, cards that, you know, every card that costs one mana gets plus two attack and shit like that. Uh, it's fucking fun. It's well thought out. It's not pay to win. Uh, there is a there is a battle pass that sometimes I think it's worth it. I bought the battle pass for the first two seasons. Seasons meaning it, I think seasons change every month. The first season yeah. was the first season was uh, the Spider Verse, so I got like this cool Miles Morales variant, um, a Miles yeah. Morales avatar, a Spider Woman card that she's a carnage really cool That's um cool. the second season was black panther because it came out as when the movie came out mm-hmm. um so i got this cool black panther card where instead of just him it's it's king t'challa and king t'chaka oh it's pretty okay. fuck yeah. it's pretty fucking cool uh if you like card games play it it's free it's on your phone but i play it on my pc as well because bigger screen um, really, really fun. Uh, multiverses. Not better than Smash. It's fun, but yeah. If you quick plug, if you have not listened to our episode on our comparisons between the two games, I suggest you go check that out. Yes. Um, the title should be Multiverses versus Smash Bros. Pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> I think I'm gonna get back on it because I think a lot of the characters are stupid in a good way, like Gremlins. <clears throat> oh yeah. But besides yeah. that, you know, whatever. Um, Neo, the world ends with you. Oh, you played it? This franchise gets a bad rap because the marketing for it sucks. So bad. It's really bad. Um, It's not C. I just need to crack my finger. It's not C. Um, it's fun. But... You know, I I didn't finish it. And I think it's because I got burned out because I played the first one right before it. Okay. The story's nothing crazy. But I do like it. And I think the combat... The concept is cool. The combat is different. So I'm going to put it in B tier here. I'm going to put Death Job over here, by the way. Um, because I do like it. I just need to... I need to give it more of a chance. And so does Square Enix. <laughs> yeah, I and I, I just on a random like tangent note, the anime adaptation, oh, 
Could have been someone. I didn't too. even watch it. I watched like the first like three episodes and I was into it, but then they kind of just like because apparently like they skipped a lot of stuff in the story oh. and then they kind of like fast track some stuff. Like they not that they skip things, they just kind of sped up the process. Because you know they're only given like twelve episodes, so there's not much you can really do about I was, it. You know what I'm I was gonna tell you, I think the the story of the first game's better than the second one. Yeah. But you know, there's like some stuff that happens in it that like you don't know about, and I can't I don't want to tell you. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, no, that's what I probably won't go back and watch it. Well, actually we might have to because we're we still have to do that fucking <laughs> the fucking tier list of uh a video game based anime, yeah, which is or an, or animated shows, a fucking lot already. That's gonna be a that's gonna be a, a. We might need to get multiple guests for that one. Definitely. Like just get like multiple people to do it because that's <laughs> just me and you doing it is gonna be a, a slog. <laughs> um, this next game, Nino Kuni Cross Worlds, MMO. I fucking hate MMOs. <laughs> Fuck. Bro, from from fucking uh from my angle when when looking at the the screen, it looks like the main character from Howl's Moving Castle. Okay. So the <laughs> thing about Nino Kuni is it's designed by Studio Ghibli. Oh, I didn't know so that. So they <laughs> they're good solo RPGs and I'm like Oh, a new Nino Kuni game. I've never played one. Let me try it out. And it's a fucking MMO. And I don't know why I just can't get into MMOs. Even Final Fantasy 14. I've never tried it. I just don't want to. Yeah. Um, Nickelodeon All Stars Brawl. Trash. Get out of here. <laughs> Trash game. <laughs> Holy shit. So fucking bad. Um,. Nintendo Switch Sports. Uh pretty fun. I think uh it's missing a lot of the charm of the first two. But I like it. And once golf comes out, I'm gonna play it a lot. Yeah. Noida. Good uh roguelike. Um no story in it. Literally just enter this cave, go all the way down, see how far you can go. Good time waster. Found it on Oni Plays. Yeah. Um fun i like it persona 4 golden good fucking game good fucking game um i think the uh there's a there's a lot of things that persona 4 golden touches on that uh i think is uh done better in uh, persona 5 uh but the persona 4 it's got this fucking vibe to it but it does it'll never it won't sacrifice story elements just to seem uh, more mature than it is or less mature than it is. Um, you know, the Persona 4 Golden, you're trying to catch a serial killer. Nothing really too immature about that. But yeah. it's still funny. The cast of characters... Uh, that aren't you because you know you're silent is uh very lovable um which you have to be because you have to make friends in this game oh wow uh it looks like a ps2 game which isn't bad because it looks like a good ps2 game like it doesn't look shitty um yeah i like it there's not a lot i can say about it without going into persona 5 
<laughs> Jesus, this game is so fucking good. Uh, all right. So if I so if I'm gonna play it, so if I'm gonna play. Like I said, I'm gonna play it in 2023. What is your what is your pitch for me to play it? Somebody that does not like turn based games. Right. Uh, the reason why a lot of people don't like turn based games are is the same reason why I don't like Pokemon games. For the longest time, I thought I didn't like turn based games because of Pokemon. Because, you know, Pokemon is Makes it's sense. just. You do one thing, what the other person does one thing. And there's, since I don't like Pokemon as much as other people, I won't learn the shit that makes people like it. So yeah. I'll, I will, there are a lot of times where like, oh, I like this Pokemon because he's cute, not because he works. So I'll get into this fucking cycle of, I got to heal. Person attacks me. Fuck, I got to heal again. Person attacks me. And I'll never get to attack. Yeah. When it comes to Persona 5. Or Persona 5 Royal. Let me say. Because that's the version I played. There's It's the variety in attacking is crazy. I My ideal turn-based RPG is a four-man party. You can have like. Usually you have like eight characters you can play with well obviously you make a four-man party yeah what i love about this game is like the the combat is fucking like excuse me i burped if you attack this uh shadow that you're fighting it's weak to fire so let's say you attack with a fire attack you can pass the baton to uh a person in your party that has the weakness of another shadow and you could keep doing that and let's say the third person in your in your party doesn't have anything that any other shadows weak to the turn won't end like you'll still go through every all four people um in your party even though you already used them yeah. once already technically and um Remember what I said about uh, the way I set up my Final Fantasy games? Yeah. Everyone in the in Persona is basically a red mage. You have your Personas that are your magic, but then you can also yeah. attack with your weapon. Or in this game, you have a melee weapon and a gun. And some... Uh, good <laughs> and some <laughs> shadows are weak to only melee weapons or weak to only guns or you can only attack them with magic or you could down them with something else um and to bring it back to pokemon joker and the main character from persona 4 they catch personas like pokemon you could have a whole team of personas that you could switch out Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. The range of, of combat in this game for a turn-based game that a lot of people would be like, oh, uh, they used to only make turn-based games because of because of the lack of like power in the in the console. Not true. It's an art style. Like how people say art is a genre. It's not, it's a medium. 
I mean, animation is a is a genre. It's not. It's a medium. It's same same yeah. thing here. Uh, like turn based game is is an artistic choice. And per, I think yeah, Persona sense. itself, the series, defies a lot of the stereotypes that a lot of people, that a lot of the negative stereotypes that a lot of people um, associate with turn based games, because when you exit a dungeon or you exit the uh i forgot what the fuck the main place is called but when you exit from underground making friends isn't like animal crossing where it's just like oh no it's like you have to make friends to update to what the fuck is it called level up oh oh upgrade yeah your 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 friendship with these people and then the more you level up your friendship the more they can do in battle let me okay if you get knocked down but you're friends with yosuke is that like a level three he can pick you back up oh but you can't might not be able to do that if you don't have that if you don't talk to them so doing all that is important or you get a job and that job will obviously get you more money, which you need to buy stuff, or it'll it'll like raise your one of your stats. Like one of your, like your stats that you have are like charisma, knowledge, uh, bravery, athleticism, and and one more that I, I'm missing. But there are some relationships that you can't do unless you're a certain level of knowledge or a certain level of bravery and everything connects all this side quests side quests meaning just like talking to someone and then they're like oh let's you know go here it all connects everything is just a well-oiled machine and don't even get me started on the fucking music oh my fucking gosh oh yeah the soundtrack is insane fucking insane I i already knew that it's just everything about, and then Persona Five Royal comes with more. Uh, there's like two extra characters that you, and there's like an extra dungeon, extra story. All in all, I spent 114 hours on this game, and I wish there was more. 114 hours. Of this I game. spent, I spent 90 hours on Dragon Quest Eleven last year, which is great. It's a great game. Don't get me wrong, but I didn't do the extra stuff afterwards because I was like. This yeah. is get, becoming a little bit of a slog. Persona 5 fucking... I want to play it again. <laughs> okay, so you definitely have convinced me. I will play Persona 5 Royal in 2023. Bro, I will play the game. I have... You don't even have to buy it. I have the CD. Oh, bet. I can I can just give it to you. Yeah. <laughs> bad. Um. Now, this is complete head turn <laughs> persona 5 strikers i played right after persona 5 because it was free that month like i just happened to get lucky mm-hmm. it is uh made by uh tecmo omega omega force and omega force is it's either omega force or omega team they are known for making the warrior games like Dynasty Warriors, Hyrule Warriors. Yeah. Like just the large group 
beat him up. So now. it's a uh, it's still a dungeon crawler. It's not like open like those games are, but the combat is very much a warrior's game. And I I, I should have known. I didn't like Fire Emblem Warriors, but I thought this would be different. <laughs> I did. I I didn't finish it. I got bored. I don't know what it is about that combat. It just doesn't. It feels light. There's no weight to anything. I feel. Yeah, it's not. I mean, I like this Dynasty Warriors. I was like, like when I was, uh, like I was like twelve, thirteen, like eleven, twelve. Like Dynasty Warriors was fun. Um, I had it for. I had it was funny. I had it for like the whatever major console was out at the time. I also had a Dynasty Warriors game for the Game Boy, mm-hmm. and that was more fun than the console version because there was less enemies you had sure. to fight. But like, and it was, it was a little bit different. But but yeah, that's like, another thing. I'm not a huge fan of that's that. That's another thing. It's not even hard. It's just it really is. It's isn't. just I don't know. A lot of people say that it's it's like it's not hard, and then you get like the the situation where it's like a boss battle, but there's also like 150 enemies still on the field. And you have to fight him. So it's like... A, a lot eh. of people say they really like it. I think the writing's on par with the with Persona 5. Um, But I don't know. I'm gonna put, that break, kind of breaks my heart. I gotta put it in D. I just got really <laughs> bored at, That's with tough. it. Um, also, let me uh, strike this up before we move on. Okay. I know they fight... A teacher who gropes kids. And I know in and I know you can still romance your teacher. <laughs> Let me live my dream. I'm screaming. So I, I'm screaming. I had like five girlfriends in that game. It's actually kind of funny. <laughs> um, okay, so Planet Coaster. Uh Way better than the Disney one. I thought it was really fun. You saw me play it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I wish it was like Thrillville. I think Thrillville was peak theme park video game. Yeah. Uh, but it's still fun. It's a good... If you like tycoon games, Planet Coaster is a, 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 a good one. Um, The Portal Collection for the Switch. I had never played Portal 1 ever. And finally, I got to play it. Not as good as Portal 2, but still very good. Very short. Yeah. I think I beat it in two nights. Um, If this was just Portal 2, it'd be up here. Because Portal 2 is one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, But since it's both of them, I'll put them here. Uh, I got to play Portal 2 again. Uh, Fucking the same amount of mystery as the first time I ever played it. Um, Yeah, I liked it a lot. (laughs) <laughs> Riders Republic. Kind of a sleeper. It's kind of a sleeper. I mean, you no, know, like I, I watched uh I watched Berlizzi play it. Cause I remember like at the time, like I think Activision was like sponsoring all of the videos that he was making about it, but like he was still or Ubisoft rather. Ubisoft was. And he was still like having a great fucking time playing the game. Like it was really funny to watch him play and that's definitely a game I would definitely uh I definitely pick I, up as well. I have my Apple Music connected to my PS5. Literally just turn on my gaming uh, playlist right around 
the fucking big ass map that they have and do races and you could do races online and shit. It's really fun. Um, yeah. Smash Bros. Eh, one of my favorite games of all time. I fucking love Smash. Really not much you really can say about it. <laughs> yeah, I fucking love Smash. Uh, Sonic Frontiers. I'm not done with it. I'm on the last island. But it's fucking good. I'll say it. It's fucking good. It could be better. <laughs> there are a lot of things I that I don't like about it. Uh, I think graphically it looks good. But sometimes in some of the uh, cutscenes, the rigging is very rough. I have the game running on a perform- performance mode because it's fucking Sonic. He's got to be fast. But there's yeah. a lot of pop-in. Like graphical pop-in. Right, just... Yeah, like we're just like certain textures will just pop in re- like randomly mm-hmm. in the game. So uh, it doesn't hinder the game that much, but uh, you know, there's just stuff that you can't overlook. But I think I think it's good, and I think Sonic Team has a formula on their hands that they can do good with. That's good. Uh, Sonic Team Racing. Eh, it's whatever. Yeah. Soviet jump game. Uh, this is wait, 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 Soviet jump game. Jump game. I don't know if you remember, but remember when the Game Grumps were trying out really old like Famicom games for a while. Yeah, and then they made yeah, this yeah. ARG where like they kind of got hacked and shit. Yeah. Okay, it was to promote this because it's like, oh, we got this really old console from Russia and we're going to play this game. Oh, what is this game? It's a game made by or published by them. Um, mm, okay. Anyone who got mad at the ARG thing, you're a fucking bitch. I thought it was fucking cool. <laughs> the ARG was cool. Um, Another interesting Battle Royale. Uh, It's a Battle Royale, but like 2D platformer, like old school Mario. Uh, pretty fun. Uh, I think. I think the game grumps get a bad rap online sometimes, so. That's why this didn't really get pushed out that much. But uh, you know, I thought it was fun. Uh, it's better than Sonic. Not bad. It's better than Aim Lab. <laughs> Not bad. Um, stick fight. Man, stick fight is okay. fucking fun. That game is just like endless fun. It, dude, it just. It doesn't get old. If it's just me and Sevy and George, you know them, and there's mm-hmm. nothing to do, it's like, hey, you want to play Stick Fight? And we just fucking laugh. <laughs> it's fucking. It's like. It's like the going back to like the days of like Flash games. Yeah. And, and, I was, and like just playing on, like on the computer like that. Like, it's just that kind of what it reminds me of. And they do a really and good job with just making things fun to do. Bro, for two bucks? Right. It's for two bucks, and it's probably one of the games I played the most on fucking uh, the Switch this year. Because I played it so much with my friends. Great. Great game. <sighs> Stranger of Paradise. So this is the first Souls-like game I've ever played. And I didn't know it was a Souls-like because I've never played one before. So yeah. it was fucking hard, and I didn't understand why. Yeah. But I kind of got it after a while. Um, 
Do you know what game this is? Stranger of Paradise? This Mm-mm. is Final Fantasy Origins. Oh, this is I know that. chaos. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, okay, okay. You know, it's fun. Um, like once you once you get used to, once you understand the type of game you're playing, it's fun. Uh, you know, but the thing is, the story really doesn't grab me. I think the story could be could have been told in a way better way. Um. Yeah, I mean, I I think it is funny to a certain point, but literally his only motivation is kill chaos and he doesn't know why like yeah. so there is no motivation Which, yeah but the ending's kind of cool because then it kind of turns into he was supposed to turn into chaos the whole time and there's kind of but you know how messy time travel gets yeah so yeah. i you know it's just this whole thing uh yeah c tier super auto pets Good auto battler. Addictive. Also, Ludwig voices the goldfish. <laughs> it's a win. He said it's the best game of 2021. I don't agree. But <laughs> because of that, you know, they made him. That's all he says in the game. Oh my God. But it's, it's fun <laughs> if you like auto battlers. Oh Lord, have mercy this next game. <laughs> What game is this? Tales of Arise. This, uh, yeah, I'm gonna say this Tales of Arise. Oh, it's boy. not an F because it's really well made. But God, did I get bored? Fucking oh! I put a detail. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Leveling up, it's like you have to do side quests, but the side quests don't feel like anything. No, leveling up isn't even More like busy work isn't even leveling up it's like you have to level up your weapons or get new weapons that's like the only way you level up but then you have to do side quests to do that but all the side quests are like my cow's out there so you gotta fucking go save the cow it's like oh i need a certain type of mineral so you gotta go fight the fucking same thing you just fight oh um there are monsters blocking the path. It's like, I just fought those monsters, but I didn't talk to this person before, so it doesn't count. So I got to go fight the same fucking monsters again. And level, and, and I think leveling up is just so confusing because every boss I fought for a while, my whole team died. And then I was left alone as the only person who can... Like, the girl has a gun, so... I'm the only person who could yeah. attack from far and my whole team is dead. Literally one person dies. I switch them out for another person. They die. I can't switch anyone out. I don't have any more healing. And I don't know. I just wish it was better because yeah. it looks right up my alley. Anime RPG intro songs. A fucking banger. Oh yeah. He bought us fucking crazy, but ugh. Uh, Tekken seven. Not much to say. Good fighting game. I like it a lot. Fun game. Me and you killed plenty of time just playing against each other. So Man, I know the lore of Tekken. I'm hyped for Tekken 8. Uh, yep. I love that Negan and Noctis are in this fucking game. It's fucking stupid. Noctis is fucking broken. Fucking st- Noctis is fucking broken. Stupid in the best way possible. You know, Harada, don't ask me for shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, good game. Uh, 
Cuphead, the delicious last course. Cuphead is one of my favorite games of all time. It's a top 10. It's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. I put this because it's technically its own game because it's like an extra island, but it's just DLC. And because it's just yeah. DLC, I'll put it in A tier. Uh, I'll put it up here. If it was a full, full game, I think it'd be S tier, but uh, I know it's hard, but don't let that deter you. The more you practice, the better you get. Yeah. <laughs> now, let me... This next game is the reason I downloaded AimLab. Tron 2.0. It's a PC-only game that came out in, like, 2003. And it's supposed to be a sequel to, to the OG Tron. Yeah. But then that got retconned after Tron Legacy. Um, genuinely, I think it has a lot of good ideas, but it's a little too long. I think it overstates its welcome. And uh, yeah. for that, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right there. <laughs> um, voice of Cards. Very niche. It's an it's a JRPG, but everyone's a card, and the whole game is told through a narrator. So it's like he's telling you a story. I know I know yeah. it got mixed reviews, but it's made by Yoko Taro, who who made Near. Mm-hmm. And the music is the same kind of music, Near music. I loved it. It's a great relaxer. Uh, B tier, right there. Right there. Uh, right there. I'll fix that later. <laughs> um, I played Yakuza uh, Kiwami for the first time. Mm-hmm. Goaded. Fucking great. Uh, the one that started it all. Oh, so you put it. You put it A tier. Yeah. The Yakuza Zero. No, that's Kiwami. That's the fir- the oh, remake no. of the first one. Kiwami. Okay. It's the one that started it all. Great. Uh, the beat 'em up feels good. Everything feels like it has a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. But the reason I played that game is because I played Like a Dragon, and it's fucking S tier. <laughs> Yakuza Like a Dragon, or Like a Dragon Seven, because they're changing the name. In Japan, all the Yakuza games are called Like a Dragon. Yeah. So now in America, the rest are going to be called Like a Dragon. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, Another turn-based game. It's fucking great. Dude, I spent 90 hours on this game. Oh my god. I did almost all the side quests. I leveled everyone up. Everyone had their their class. I love each... Listen, I get it. I get why people love Kiryu. Ichiban's a better pro tag. I'm sorry. He's got he's got more charisma. He's funny. He's fucking. Well, yeah, cause, I mean, Kiryu was like the very like stoic, serious yes. type character. Like, that's why people liked him. He was, but he was it was like, and Yakuza doesn't take himself too seriously. So like, obviously, Kiryu is very straightforward and serious. But there are a lot of like side missions and parts of the story where he's just like put in very funny situations. So like, he's I think dancing, that's why you know that I, I don't, I, that clip of him dancing yeah. with Majima. Exactly. Majima's my favorite Majima's great. He's funny as fuck. Yeah, I love him. Dude. I love dude, him. Dude, don't. Okay. 
I know you're you're probably gonna try out Persona. I don't know if you're gonna try out Yakuza like a dragon. So I'll depends. I'll just tell you, it's not really a spoiler. The boss fight with Majima is one <laughs> of the best boss fights in any turn-based game I've ever played. It's really? difficult, but not bullshit difficult. The boss fight is, he comes out and you're like, holy shit, it's Majiba. And then, oh, I forgot this other guy's name. I know his first name, Taiga. The big guy. Yeah, Then he lot. comes out and you have to fight them both. And oh, the whole wow. thing is because like the Omi Alliance and like they need to play sides and this and it's the, it's so fucking cool. <laughs> God fucking, uh, I think that's it for S tiers of the year. But wow. Okay. Wow, wow, wow. Like a dragon is so fucking good. Um, this next, Yomi Hustle is the next game. I need to download that game. Um, right now, it's a free beta on Itch.io. This is, I'm just more plugging. Uh, I'll put it right here, actually. Yeah, yeah I'll put it right there. Um, it's more of a plug. It's made by one guy. He's going to put it on Steam. It was supposed to be on Steam already, but he got into some legal trouble with the name. So I think the name is going to be changed to your only move is hustle. Okay. If, I'm saying this as a fan, not because he said anything on Twitter, but if you abbreviate your only move is, it's still, it's still Yomi Hustle. That's coming from a fan, legally. Yeah. <laughs> um, support it. Anyone listening? It's on Itch.io, like I said. Uh, it's going to be on Steam in early January, I think. Uh, it's a turn-based fighting game. Uh, turn-based, not in the sense of a JRPG. It's more like... it. It's it's laid out like Tekken. Yeah. Somebody said it was like a task. Like as tool as yes, yes. There's things in the in the bottom where it's like you could do a move, and then you press play, and then you wait for the other person to do the move, and then both will start doing that move, and then it'll freeze, and then you could cancel. You could do another move. Some moves are automatically. It doesn't freeze the same time uh, every time it freezes. Uh, if you're a cowboy, you can lasso someone and then throw them, and it won't freeze until after the throw. Pretty fucking cool. Uh, Love go that. support. I definitely need to, I need, I need to get that game. Go real. support. Uh, you know, indie devs. We love indie devs. Um, Remember how the two card games I gushed about? This is mm-hmm. the last game on the list. Uh. This is a personal F for me. For one reason only. What game is it? Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel. Oh. You would think I like card games so much, you would think I like the Yu-Gi-Oh! game. Yeah. But here is the here is the reason why I don't like it. Give me one second. <laughs> I just got to find. 
are you like looking for some like something wrong with it? Because you would think with a Yu-Gi-Oh game, like mobile like card game, wouldn't they just couldn't they just make it like Hearthstone or make it like you maybe like you Yu-Gi-Oh think, or something like that? You would think, but let me see if I could find the. Okay, forget that this is on iFunny, but. Oh Lord. <laughs> Every card is a fucking novel. <laughs> so for our audio only, this man just pulled up a picture. It says, I'm not reading all that shit. You play Hearthstone and it's like, uh... it's like, oh, this guy has plus one if you play it on this turn. And then it goes, blah, blah, blah. that's it. You pull up a fucking oh my god a, a blue eyes white dragon and it tells you it's a whole fucking story and I don't I just need to know what it does I just need to know what it does <laughs> oh like it has like the lore on the like the as far as the description of the card in terms either of that use. either that or it does that many things I just couldn't be fucked to read it <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh man, yeah. Why don't they just do? Why is that like a Yu-Gi-Oh card game? Just make it like a gotcha. Like you know, they like try to roll for better make cards, it, and then you can you add those to the deck, and you can play them. Make it like Marvel Snap. Well, not Marvel Snap. Make it like Hearthstone or Rune Terra. Yeah, yeah. We. I mean, I feel like you still gotta keep the same like Yu-Gi-Oh style and play where like you can't see what card you're drawing. Yeah, I mean, you, know you, you do that too in Marvel Snap and. Uh... Uh, Hearthstone. Oh yeah. The only thing okay. I and keep the battlefield the same. And th there's a lot that goes into it. There's like an attack field and a defense field, and then you put a card here, and it's your trap and stuff like that. You could keep all that. Just give me what the fuck the card does on the bottom. That's all I need. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, but before fun. before we end this, let me let me order these. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Think you're good now? No, I'm good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so, Zoe, as part of your, what did you call it again? My Big, my big Bang Sorry. Bazinga Video Game Bonanza 2022. As far as that, that list, uh, read off your choices for the, for the folks back okay, home. Okay, should I? I'll start with F. I'll start yep, with F. Just go F backwards and work your way up. So I'm starting yep. with my worst rated game of the year, and I'm ending with my game of the year. Okay. Uh, F tier we have Nick Nickelodeon All Stars Brawl, Chokyo Chokyo Chocobo Racing GP, um, Nino Kuni Cross Worlds, and Yu Gi Oh Master Duel. In D tier we have Tales of Arise, Disney Magic Kingdoms. And Persona 5 Strikers. C tier. Mm -hmm. We got Aim Lab, Sonic Team Racing, Soviet Jump Game, Tron 2.0, Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origins, Live Alive, and Nintendo Switch Sports. In B tier. Bet. We got Des uh, Aperture Desk Job, Fall Guys, Planet Coaster, Noida, Mario Golf Super Rush, Crypt of the Necrodancer. Uh, Jedi Fallen Order, 
Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Yomi Hustle, Multiverses, uh, Voice of Cards, The Isle of Dragon Roars, Sonic Frontiers, Mario Party Superstars, Neo The World Ends With You, Devil May Cry 5, and uh, Hot Wheels Unleashed. In A tier, we have Super Auto Pets, Stick Fight, Portal, The Companion Collection, Cuphead, The Delicious Last Course, Marvel Snap, Tekken 7, Riders Republic, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, God of War 2018, uh, Yakuza Kiwami, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy X, Persona 4 Golden, Everhood, and Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope. And then the big dogs of Big Zoe's <laughs> Big Bang Bazinga Video Game Bonanza 2022 are Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Inscription, Ghost of Tsushima, Director's Cut, Yakuza Like a Dragon, Persona 5 Royal, and God of War Ragnarok. All right. <laughs> so it took us almost two hours. And we got we got uh, Zoe's uh, video game list for the year. You know, it's about that time. So we got to start winding down with, you know, some of our best of the year for the year 2022. Um, our next, you know, following episodes will probably be our, uh, you know, game or uh, anime plus albums of the year. I'm super excited three for by that three? episode. Uh, yeah, the three by three. What I'm, what I'm thinking of doing now, now that we're, now I'm just kind of thinking out loud and we're on the pod recording, is we'll probably just do like our a one singular picture for our album of the year and then a three by three of everything two through not two through ten. Ah, uh, so we get get sense. a top ten instead of a top nine. So, yeah, so we get a top ten. So the, it's like. That way we're not like doing a bunch of crazy stuff. And what I'll do probably for Twitter is make a thread for each of us. Like, so like my top 10 of the year, like I'll go from 10 to one or I'll probably go from one to 10 and like just play a little like small snippet of the song of us, of our favorite song from the album. That way, you know, people can kind of see what our music taste looks like. Um, and then for, excuse me, for this episode's, jukebox episode zo now that we're on we're on uh on air so it's recorded so we can make sure we remember um send me 10 songs from any of these like from like a variety of songs from these soundtracks and we can put it as far as a jukebox okay episode. okay we'll, we'll, we'll do that we'll do that so instead of like our usual 10 we'll just have 10 of like the better like soundtrack songs from any of these games that you pick on your list so we'll have that uh there aren't gonna be any from nintendo because nintendo doesn't put their shit on streaming services that's perfectly fine besides that (laughs) sonic frontiers good fucking good fucking soundtrack yep 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 all right so probably not gonna do music rex because we're gonna do that so um so yeah it's been a pretty long fucking episode but if you stuck around the whole time uh, I appreciate you. Uh, we're coming up on the end of the year. Uh, any support that you guys have shown us over the past year has been amazing. I know I didn't get a chance to talk about it last week because we didn't have an episode. So December 7th, so like a whole week after this episode, after recording this episode, was our one year anniversary. 
and uh, it's been you know a pretty cool experience doing this with you guys uh, for anybody that might be listening. So uh, thanks again uh, for all you got for all you guys listening in and sharing and supporting and and uh, you know having this little like helping us out and being fans while and being an audience while we have this little hobby of ours going on so uh, from the bottom of my heart from the bottom of those heart we say thank you um and that's all the time we have today i've been nostalgia we'll see you guys next time peace